3: On with Mario Lopez. What's up, y'all? Mario Lopez, joining me now from the Tamron Hall show. My girl Tamron Hall, welcome to the show. How are you?
4: Hi, Mario. I'm great. How are you?
3: I'm good. It's so nice to uh, hear your voice. I wish we could see each other in person. So happy for you and everything you've got uh, uh, going on. Where, where are you at the moment? Are you in New
4: York? I'm in New York. I'm in my kitchen at my home. I just left our set. Um, we are back in our studio for season two, ready to do the show uh, from our old studio that I had not seen since March eleventh, and we returned uh, just two days ago back in and uh, I guess putting the wheels back on the car.
3: The show must go on. Congratulations on that. Congrats on the daytime, Emmy. Uh, I, I mean, the the show hit right out of the gate. what a and in a tough business. What a nice surprise and great feeling, huh?
4: Thank you. You know what? It's It's been a great feeling. It's like I told someone the other day, I, I feel like it's a twilight zone, of course. We launched our show in September of last year, uh, September 9th, a year ago today. And then within three months, we're all in a pandemic hmm. like you and your many shows that you have. We were trying to pivot and figure out how do we keep this going um, under these circumstances. So it's been surreal. I haven't even been able to fully absorb the fact that i got an Emmy. (laughs) It's like what you know because perspective wise the most important thing has been able to keep the platform and keep the conversation going you and I've talked over the years about many types of shows and, and many show ideas and for me it was bringing a show where everyone could have a seat at the table and we could talk about anything did we know we'd be talking about a pandemic of course not um, but we knew that this platform or this show would provide an opportunity just to get real raw and have a conversation.
3: That's awesome. And, and I'm so happy for you. Um, I, And the show's also, by the way, just wanted to mention airing on the Oprah Winfrey network, uh, which should even bring in more viewers, right?
4: Yeah. It's a, we're going to re air on uh, the Oprah Winfrey network, which is awesome. So our, our show will air on the local station in, Whatever city you live in, you can look it up by going to our website or what check your guide. And then uh, we will re-air on the Oprah Winfrey Network. And it's such an awesome partnership because they have such a loyal fan base, not only to Oprah, of course, but to that network and to the programming. So whole new family members uh, from Oprah's world to the TamFam world, as we call the people who watch our show, will be able to converge and watch the re-airing of what we think um, is a powerful season, uh, a season of tough conversations, but also a season of joy and smiles. It, it's exactly what life is right now. Some days you get up and you feel like Rocky when he's standing up, and then other days you feel like Rocky when he's on the mat.
3: Yep, that's life. <laughs> Metaphor that's for life. life right there. Uh, on Thursday, you got the first interview with uh, with Stassi from uh, yeah. Vanderpump Rules, or who was fired from Vanderpump Rules, I should say. Yes. What, what What can you tease us about that?
4: Um, listen, it's her first interview. She is pregnant, which I think is very brave of her to have, um, such a tough conversation. Um, so close to when she's going to deliver her child. Mm. I just had a child last year. I don't know if I would put myself in any hot seat, um, in the world in that circumstance, but she's bravely agreed to do her first exclusive interview. Um, regarding the race scandal and the many other very controversial and offensive things, quite honestly, that she has said, why she said them, what motivated it. Uh, that's all a part of it. It's a no holds barred uh, interview with this breakout star from Vanderpump Rules. You know, Mario, she was, uh, the podcast was on fire. She's New York times bestselling author. And then suddenly she is canceled. You can imagine she's bitter. She feels wronged in some ways. But I think what I want to know is if she understands how this was the consequence of some of the things that she said.
3: Tamron, let me ask you. So, you know, obviously we're all human. We all make mistakes. This whole cancel culture just in general and when people going back years or sometimes even decades, um, aren't we allowed to grow and learn as a human being? What's your attitude about? how that's perceived and how it's playing a huge role in society.
4: I think it's always played a huge role. I mean, we have a kitschy name for it now, cancel culture. It's alliteration, but let's face it. We know um, this has always happened. It's always happened. People have um, said things, done things, and society turns on them. You remember Tom Cruise famously said on the Oprah Winfrey show, speaking of Oprah, People like to build you up to tear you down. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes we give them the tools to tear us down. You know, mm-hmm. we, we step into lanes that we probably shouldn't be in. Of course, I, I don't know who doesn't believe that you don't deserve an opportunity to redeem yourself, an opportunity to get it right, an opportunity to evolve. Um, and I don't think that that's what people are saying totally with this cancel culture, which, I, again, I don't even like the name of it. Right. I think that what they are saying, at least with Stasi and, and some of the other cases, if you're going to step out there and say something like this, are you prepared to defend it? Are you going to run from it? What, what is your thinking? And, and with live television, with Instagram, with Twitter – It can happen so easily, and it may be a reminder before you say it, before you hit sin, before you think everybody wants to hear your strong opinion, are you ready to hear the strong opinions they have of what you said? But no, I, I don't live my life by canceling people. I don't like how some of it plays out, but quite honestly... There have been situations where I have felt like, okay, now you you had to know that you were gonna get that heat. You had to have known it when you said it. So with her, I don't pretend to know the full story. I've obviously read and watched and studied a lot of what she said. It wasn't a one-off. And sometimes I think that you have to factor that in as well, Mario. Mm-hmm. Did this person do it once? Or were there multiple instances? Right. And with Stasi, there were more than, you know, there is more than one thing. Hmm. that people can point to now does that make it the total sum of who she is that's not for me to say i'll let her say it it's about living your life not defending your life and in this case she's trying to move forward she is about to be a mom and i am as curious as the rest of you are about how she's going to explain not just the one incident but there were others.
3: Mm, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not uh, actually that familiar with her incident. I was just, it made me think of just kind of in general. Yeah. Did she, was she saying things on the show?
4: Um, uh, she was photographed in a Instagram picture that, um, the hashtag was Nazi chic. So I'll ask you, what do you think of that? I think that's terrible. <laughs> okay, <laughs> So I mean, that's what I'm saying. So no, I mean, I, we can sit here all day and say cancel culture, da, da, da. Yeah. Would you sit next to someone? No, put that's... an Instagram picture with the words Nazi chic beneath their attire.
3: No, that's ter- like I was just wondering if she was like right, saying yes. things like on Vanderpump rules that that was like blatantly, you know, horrible or if it was like well, social media stuff.
4: No, I well no, the the Vanderpump Rules stuff is a part of her brand. You yeah. know, she the she wouldn't have the podcast without the Vanderpump Rules, right? It's right. chicken egg right. yep. and the book deal and uh, and the the L'Oreal ads or whatever. You know, when, a, when you know this, Mario, you're a pitch person too. when a brand ties themselves to you, they mm-hmm. are tying themselves to your whole deal. You can't just say, well, actually, I'm on just this show. You can't count Mario radio show. You can only count Mario TV show. Right. They think it's the total sum sure. and and her incident regarding the race and, and and the cast member who was African-American. That's one part of it. But yes, to answer your question, the incident involving uh, the castmate uh, who is black was a part of the Vanderpump Rules stuff. So.
3: W- w- sounds like a show we're going to have to watch then. <laughs>
4: yeah, you know what? But, I, but you know what's important to me, honestly? I don't want people to think, because I, I personally am so tired of people wanting to beat you down. I don't want to beat anybody down. Mm-hmm. I want to have a conversation, whatever it is. And that's what our show is about. Cool. It's about having tough conversations, but it's also having fun. I mean, Chris Evans and Samuel L. Jackson are together. You know, Jay-Z has that famous line, what's better than one billionaire, Two. What's better than one superhero than two? Right. <laughs> like, I'm like... And that's the the texture of our show, that we're able to have these conversations. I turned 50 September 16th. Naomi Campbell is coming. If anybody can give me tips on how to look at 50, Naomi Naomi Campbell is 50 years old. Well, first of all, you don't
3: don't need any tips. You're
2: killing it already. Oh, yes, I do. (laughs) Thank you.
4: you. So, you know, we're about the journey. We're about having the tough conversations and the fun conversations and, and having Sam and Chris there. Obviously, both of them heartbroken by the, you know, just unbelievable passing of Chadwick Bozeman and, you know, and having them talk about their friend and then moving on and the things that they're both working on. It's 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 a joy to have this show. And it's I'm just happy that we're back in studio as a symbol of our ability to try to move forward in these difficult times.
3: Awesome. That is great. News. And, and how and how's your boy doing? I don't think I've talked. How, how old's your son now?
4: He is 16 months. He Well, you know, listen, I I should be getting tips from you. He's 16 months. He is uh, walking. He's swimming. He's trying to talk. And it's fun, his huh? Own per- oh, it's it's fascinating. It's fun, it, but it's fascinating. I mean, yeah. to watch this whole personality just change it and, and, to your point, evolve, it's it's a head trip. It, being a parent is a true head trip.
3: How do you learn to swim so quick?
4: He is Aquaman.
3: <laughs> That's great.
4: <laughs> no, he's the offspring of Aquaman. No, he, uh, he's taking classes. Yeah, he, like he's swimming. I mean, for a 15 month old, let me right. not get my high breath.
3: <laughs> like, Out there doing yeah, laps. I, I think I, it's like Michael Phelps so. in there, like in 16 I, months. Got
4: me lying over here, I have Michael Phelps Jr. No, so, he. Uh, it's on my Instagram. He's taking this class where they they um slowly teach them the confidence of going underwater uh-huh. and holding their breath in. It's like a technique. And so he he have finally you, took I, his first dive.
3: Have you seen those
4: ladies, Tamron,
3: the ones that just kind of throw the kids and No, they just yes.
4: I, and, and the I laugh out every my, time I see the video. Listen, my, Gabriel dad Union's did my that. friend. I heard Gabrielle Union's my friend and her daughter, <laughs> they they had the video and she dove in. So I thought, yeah, Moses is gonna dive in just like Tavia. <laughs> He turned around so fast. He was like, listen, that I have not. No, no, no. So we just got his confidence to ease in. But I have uh, seen those videos of people just that they throw the kids in. Yeah, I, I could so, do
3: it. It's I, crazy looking. I
4: know. <laughs> bonkers, bonkers.
3: Um, all right, Tamara, before I let you go, I'm going to put you on the spot. Quick questions, quick answers. OK. OK. okay. Favorite show you've binged during quarantine
4: uh favorite show uh, 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 uh oh god that is so what the the amazon prime show the boys
3: the boys okay Go you've th-
4: not seen it oh i haven't it's seen good. it is it good it's oh. wicked wicked have
3: you seen the new episodes or just the first season
4: oh i binged the first season and they just sent me the second season i i, I watched watchmen in real time so i didn't binge that i'm a super i like stuff like you know that so Huh. What else did I, I binge? Because uh, I caught up on so many shows, but that's the one I just binged, so I was delirious in my head. Okay. So
3: good. <laughs> okay. so good. Go-to karaoke jam?
4: Eminem, uh, The Eight Mile. Is it Lose Yourself? Okay.
2: Nice. <laughs> nice. All right.
4: Get everybody fired up. All right. Mm-hmm. Celebrity
3: crush growing up? Growing up? Uh, mm-hmm. Print. Oh, okay. We spoke about that. That's kind of cool. You ended yeah. up being homies yeah also the way you said growing up who is it now
4: my husband
3: <laughs> good answer good answer you can still have crushes i think i think those are fair I
4: um, it would be interest elba i mean if you just gotta twist my arm you there you go. Idris elba. it's good taste good taste um dream interview dream interview oh wow that's a big one Um, Because, you know, Mario, sometimes you think, oh, gosh, I can't wait to interview that celebrity. And then they come and they don't want to talk. And you're like, I can't wait for this to be over. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) You're like, how many more minutes do I have to suffer through this interview? Um, No, I don't have a dream interview. I have a dream feeling. I love when people come to talk, come to play. You know, I don't want you to come on just to pitch your movie or whatever you have going on. If you're going to come and tell us your story, like, how did you become The Rock? You know, I don't Mm want to just know the ending, that you're the most awesome human being to walk the planet. I want to know what it took to become who you are and where you want to go. So for me that's, um, it's a feeling and it's a feeling that you get whether the person is a celebrity or a non-celebrity where they truly are there to share something. I mean let's, I, we're launching our season with one of the most difficult conversations I've ever had in my life. It's with Andrew Gillum, this huge political star oh, wow. um, who was caught in a Awful scandal uh, in a Miami yeah. hotel. I'm and, a watch in that Rock. interview. <laughs> yeah, and we have that interview. It was a much sought after interview, and to sit there and talk to him in the presence of his wife after some of the allegations and rumors on social media about his life <clears throat> was very difficult. But he came to talk, and that's for me why I wanted to do a talk show. I wanted to bring another layer it's okay to fast forward to the end of the book but what are the pages that it took to get to this point point? and he does just that in our season two premiere episode um as i said we have a lot of big people coming up but the most important thing to me is i don't care for sam jackson but is sam jackson going to come on and talk because why do we love sam jackson because he keeps it real right <laughs> so i wouldn't want him on just to give me five things that he wants us to watch on tv I want to know how does Sam Jackson feel about where he is now after all he's been through.
3: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I I'm, I'm so glad we got to catch up and I hope to see you you. in person. Very soon. Congratulations on everything. Tamron season two Tamron hall, Aaron right now, check your local listings. Tamron. Thank you so much for taking the time.
4: Thanks Mario. Bye-bye. On
3: with Mario Lopez.
0: Bean dad, the dress 30 to 50 feral hogs.